0: Tennessee Wildcast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon, and we're glad you joined us. Uh, it's going to be a good show today. I'm pretty excited about what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be recapping a little bit of boating, and uh, going to be talking a little bit about some wma opportunities in middle tennessee and uh we have mr richard kirk with us today and we appreciate him joining us and uh got mr barry cross's co-hosting with me today uh today's the first show without doug and uh but we're gonna make it we miss you doug yeah we miss doug and uh, uh hope he's doing well uh but uh we're gonna make it all right let's let's move on and uh let's see what we uh got on the agenda for today and if you're watching on facebook we appreciate you tuning in and if you're listening on the radio, thanks for listening uh, listening there as well. But um, it's a um, hot boating time right now and a lot going on on the water. And
1: It is. We just got finished with Operation Dry, dry Water. Operation
0: Dry That's a dry
1: national water. event. And it's designed basically to draw awareness to boating safety. So... Uh, you know, Operation Dry Water, it was a busy, busy weekend for, for our guys out on the lakes. Uh, and then, of course, the holiday was just as busy. Right. So
0: Right. We, uh, Fourth of July was yesterday, uh, and uh, there were a few accidents, I guess, uh, well, I guess there were a few accidents. Two fatal accidents yesterday on the water, three injuries, and two uh, had property damage. And that was just for yesterday, but total overall for this year so far, we've had a a few BUI arrests, 52 BUIs, uh, 11 during the Operation Dry Water uh, period, and then there's been 13 fatal injuries total, 20 uh, just injuries, and 22 property damages, so a lot going on on the water.
1: We may be a little bit ahead on the totals on uh, deaths on the water to this point this year, but... You know, it, it's one thing that, uh, as an agency, we push every year is go get that boater education. You don't have to have it if you were born before January 1st, 1989, right. but it would be a good opportunity to go out and get it. Um, right now, if you're January 1st, 89 or later, you've got to have it to be on the water and operate a vessel, and it's really just a push to uh, get everybody under the same umbrella, everybody understanding the rules of the road because if there are no lines on the lake you don't right. know people think you get on the lake and you just drive as long as you're not running into somebody you're good well yeah but there everybody if we're all operating under the same rules uh, we understand better how to how to uh, interact when we're on the water I had a guy I took my daughter out to the lake yesterday and and it was hot. We weren't catching any fish. And I, I, t- I said, you want to learn to drive the boat. So I'm teaching her. She's 11. I'm yeah. right there with her and letting her drive the boat. Nothing crazy. And uh, we had a boat coming at us. And I said, you stay on the right side. You just, you're just you going to pass him on the right side within a football field's length. He decided he was cutting across our bow, which I was like, what is he doing? What is right. he doing? Yeah. And she backed out of it. And I said, well, you did the right thing. Smartest thing she uh, could have done right but there. But he shouldn't have done that. So it, everybody needs to just, you know, take the class. It costs you ten dollars. Uh, you can go to any license agency and buy the Type 600 permit and uh, go to our website, find a, a location where you can take the test. If you need um, any uh, study materials, that's on the website as well. So mm-hmm. just, uh, just get it. It's not a it's not a test. It's hard to take. I mean, it's it's really just information that if you don't know it, um, it then it's more difficult for you to be out there with everybody else if you if right. you just learn it and you don't you know it's it's once you learn it it's like oh yeah I get it and uh, so it's not a hard test to take it's just study the material and take the test
0: and all that information org. that's how you find out about the classes and where <laughs> the locations are and and uh, can contact and get get set up for one of those classes another thing that that's come across facebook here lately um, some questions to us and we try to try to answer those as quickly as we can and get on top of those but um some snake questions i had a guy asked me the other day when's the season for snakes and i'm like well there's no yeah. season for snakes uh, snakes are illegal to kill in tennessee um there are 34 species of snakes and four of which are venomous and um uh, so the majority out there aren't aren't out there to hurt you, uh, and no, if you don't no. mess with them, they won't mess with you most of the time. But uh,
1: that's right. I mean, you know, it, we tell people, you know, if they call in and say I've got a, a copperhead or a rattlesnake living right under my steps, well, at that point it becomes a danger, and and that that's something you need to take care of. Whether mm-hmm. you call uh, a uh, removal person or you take care of it yourself, um, but. If at all possible, don't kill snakes. Um, They're they're going through uh, uh, a rough time right now with a fungal disease that's affecting them, especially the rattlesnakes, and now we're seeing it in other species. So if that snake can be caught and moved or, uh, you know, if it's in your backyard up next to the fence, leave it alone. It'll it'll go its own way. Uh, People are not chased down and attacked by snakes. Uh, by and large, the only time we have someone bit by a snake is when they're messing with the snake. So uh, if you can run it off, uh, just run it off, get it out of your your area where you're living and uh, uh, take care of it that way.
0: Yeah, you should be fine, you should be fine. So, um, right? yeah,
2: let me, let me I can Go add, ahead. add something add here. Go ahead, add on that one there. Uh, There's some things people can do to deter snakes from being around their house. Um, for one thing, uh, if, if you're feeding your animals outside, like your dogs or cats or whatever, when you feed them, after, and after they eat it pretty soon, pick it back up. Don't mm-hmm. leave that food out there because that's going to attract mice. Right. And, and that's what's going to attract the snakes. Mm-hmm. Keep uh, the wood pile way, far from your house. You know, keep uh, – if, if you've got a flower bed with ground cover, keep that pretty bare. You know, th- snakes like to be under things. Right. They like to, to feel safe, and, and if you – if you take away the food, you take away those safe areas for them, then, then they'll be more than likely away from your house. You're making me want to do yard work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was trimming some uh, bushes, uh, uh, I guess it was the other night, and uh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, I'm going to see a snake under these bushes here. So I kept my eye out, and we didn't see anything. But, uh, but yeah, you got if you got some thick hedges around your flower beds, those they like to curl up and hide behind some yeah. of that stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So... All right, well, quota hunt period is coming up here pretty soon. Uh, or it, it, It's here. It closes up on July 25th, so make sure you get your quota hunt applications in, and, and those are done online only uh, or at a licensed agent or at your regional office. So you can go to uh, t, uh, gooutdoorstennessee.com and, and do it there as well.
1: I'm going to do that. I, I do it every year. Uh, usually I have a sportsman license, and it's free for a sportsman license. Well, you pe- didn't buy a sportsman's this year? I did not. I, I, I <laughs> I decided I'm probably not going to muzzleload or gun hunt, and I, I went the cheaper way, And but now I've got to put in for my quota hunt, so it's going to cost me a little more, so I, go. I'm going to at least do the elk hunt and possibly uh, the Cheatham hunt, because I'm hearing things about Cheatham, which is why we have Richard Kirk here today to talk a little bit about uh, what's different on Cheatham this year and... and opportunities that are out there yeah there's a lot
0: of opportunities in middle tennessee on wma's and, and cheatham is is something we really want to highlight and because uh, it, it's getting better and better so richard that's why we brought you in today All right. um tell us a little bit about uh some of the opportunities in middle tennessee on wma's and then we'll hit cheatham specifically
2: okay well it is it is a quota hunt time we've got uh typically in region two which is 25 counties of middle tennessee laurel hill has in the past been our only quality deer management wma
0: okay and that's down off lower hill where is that in lawrence county okay yeah
2: and we have a uh four on one side uh points and and 15 inch spread but this year we've added that to cheatham okay uh cheatham is uh a phenomenal area if if you go back late 1990s early 2000s cheatham was the go-to area in middle tennessee in 2007 we had an EHD outbreak that really hit the herd hard right and so the the deer population was really down and hunters basically found somewhere else to hunt don't blame them at all mm-hmm. uh, because the, the population was down on Cheatham
1: yeah, but, but that that doesn't last no EHD no. I mean that it that, doesn't
2: that, typically you give it three or four years and, and it's back up uh, and so the deer herd is back we've done thermal imaging surveys uh, and we, we figure we got about one deer per 10 or 11 acres out there. And that's, as far as deer density goes, that's really good. It's pretty strong. It yeah. is, it is. And because of the lack of participation of, for hunters on Cheatham, the hunters haven't come back per se. Uh, we believe that the age class structure on Cheatham has moved. It, we, we've got older deer out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in an effort to entice hunters to come back to Cheatham, then we've, uh, we've, we're doing something we've never done before. We're structuring quota hunts before the open hunts. For example, uh, bow season opens September 22nd. Okay. So you back that up a week to September 15th, we're going to have a quota hunt. So you can be the first ones out there. Archery, do. archery. Yes. Uh, Muzzle loader typically starts November 3rd, mm-hmm. this year, November 3rd. So you back that up a week. I think it's October 27th uh, to November 2nd. We're going to have another quota hunt for muzzleloader, uh, so you can be the first ones out there with a muzzleloader. And we're doing the same thing with gun. So back gun season up uh, a week, and we're going to have a quota hunt there. A quota of 400, so you can be the first ones out there, and and then we'll traditional opening days, uh, and the season opens. Okay.
0: Wow, that's that's that gives you a little bit of more opportunity or get a, a jump on the game, yeah, I guess you could yeah. say.
2: And one more thing, I want to add: uh, Cheatham's now another quality deer management area. We're, we've uh, uh, put on four points on one side, okay, or 15 inch outside spread on Cheatham as well. We've great. got we've got, and you can see some of the pictures. We've got yeah, some really nice deer on Cheatham. We've had we had several. 10 points, we had one 13 point harvested last year. Uh, Cheatham, Cheatham is a, it's an up and down area. I mean, you're gonna have to, to walk some ridges, walk some hollers and, and up and down, mm-hmm. but the, the deer are there and there's some nice deer there.
0: That's, a, that's, uh, that's, a nice that's
1: what I tell I everybody when we talk about WMA hunting. It's not, I go out you know, and get off the road 50 yards and I'm gonna see deer. You've gotta get out and do the legwork, find areas where the deer are using and, and hunt. Um, so Cheatham's no different. There's a lot of people out there right now who know uh, know about Cheatham, and they're screaming at the at the computer right now because you're telling people <laughs> this. But um, the the deer are there. I, I talked to a guy on a plane who had a his son-in-law had a place that backs up to Cheatham, and I was curious. I asked him about deer, and he's like, Pfft, "We got deer, man. We got all we got all age class deer. They're running everywhere." So, uh, you know. I I think this opportunity with the the quota hunts before the season will give people a great opportunity, especially during that muzzleloader one. You can go out there and bow hunt and do your scouting while you're hunting, and if you get drawn for that quota muzzleloader hunt, you're ahead of the game right there. But the legwork is the big big part of it to me.
2: Yeah, and and you know I tell tell folks you know you got to prepare for deer season. I mean especially if you're um, uh, Carrying, I mean, archery equipment or, or muzzleloader equipment, you, gun equipment. You, you gotta load a little bit. I mean, you you have equipment you're taking in with you, right? Uh, and if you're walking up and down hills, you might want to condition yourself just a little bit to so that you'll have the the better time out there. Mm-hmm. That you that you will walk down into that hollow. and if you have to pull a you know drag a deer back out, you know take your time and and drag it out.
0: Yeah. Speaking of gear and and hauling stuff in on WMAs, can you hang stands before your hunt on, on WMAs? What's the regulation on that?
2: No, you you you, you can't. Uh, you like the night before, or whatever. nope, you carry it in, you carry it out. Carry it in, yeah. carry it out. Yep. Okay,
0: I get those questions a lot on Facebook as well, and and just just to clarify that. But yeah, um, so a lot of opportunities. Little, uh, Unali, Cheatham, WMA, Cheatham coming around. It's as you can see on the screen. There's a lot of big deer. Uh, out there and and uh, looking forward to that hunt what other i mean there's a lot of other wmas in middle tennessee maybe not the quality management wmas but what's some other opportunities
2: well i, I tell you the the kind of a sleeper that that you know gets a lot of get, gets some some participation but mm-hmm. a lot of good deer it's percy priest okay yeah yeah, yeah it, it's right here close um you know, it's, it's core of engineers property that we lease around Percy Priest Reservoir. You need to get a map off our website to know, you know, what's open and what's not, what's safety zone and what's not. Right. But there's there's several good deer on Percy Priest and and get harvested. Yanali you mentioned Yanali's a little spread out, so you need again get the map off the the website. But Yanali is is one of our uh, highest harvest WMAs in in Middle Tennessee. Okay. It is.
0: And I know, uh, say Priest, there's a lot of boat access too. Water there is. Mean,
2: some some that that may be all you have is yeah, boat access. You have to
0: get yes. there by boat. And Old Hickory is the same way. It is. But uh, I've seen a lot of big deer come off of Priest, like yes. you said. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what else do you want to cover today? I know you had a list of things you brought in uh, that you wanted to hit on, and, and Barry had some ideas here. Uh, what were we talking about?
1: We was talking about uh, the. Uh,
2: what we've been doing this summer?
1: Yeah, the the uh, <laughs> just <laughs> you drew a blank <laughs> straight out of my head. Sorry.
2: Um,
1: we're talking about the
0: bears earlier. Yeah,
2: well, that that you know we have a busy summer. Uh, we just completed goose banding, and, and well, our that our, was the other thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for being here, Richard. <laughs>
2: uh, our migratory banding, you know, starts in the summer and, and late summer. We've just uh, finished up goose banding. Okay, yeah. Uh, dove banding has started. Uh, we're pre-baiting for wood duck banding, uh, and and let me say this too for folks that that might harvest a, a dove or a a goose or a, a wood duck. If you if you have that band, if you hand if you harvested a banded uh, duck or goose, then or dove, you can. Uh, go to www.reportband.gov. That's where you turn in that band number now. Okay. There's no phone number to call anymore. Uh, you you can do it online. So. And those people
0: and we, love to kill. You know, harvest one with a band. It's like a prize. It's kind of like. It is. That's,
1: it is. That's the, why we put those bands on is for them to harvest, right? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do Why do we band them?
2: Uh, that's why I put them on Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that you know we manage those animals in partnership with the Fish and Wildlife Service. And and it's a way for us to track harvest. We can get uh, hunter effort. We can get uh, uh, population numbers and and just ensure that that we're managing migratory birds like we need to be. Um, The other thing we're doing right now, uh, bears, you know, bears, people traditionally think of bears in East Tennessee, Cumberland Plateau in East Tennessee, and that's where they basically are. But we're getting a few – uh, crossing the county line into into region two mm-hmm. and so this is the second year we started last year where we've been running scent sites for for bears and and what we'll do is we'll have a an area a little bit bigger than this this room here uh if folks could see this room yeah uh and we'll take three strands of barbed wire and and wrap around some some trees and kind of make a corral gotcha and, and in the middle, hanging from a limb, we'll put this really strong uh, commercial raspberry scent, and a few donuts on a on a <laughs> on a string. Are those Krispy Kreme or donuts? Oh who doesn't don't? like donuts? Come on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the the raspberry scent gets them there. The the donuts gives them a little reward for yeah. for going through the bob wire, <laughs> and but going through or over that bob wire. It obviously will collect some hair, right. and that's what we want, and because we can send that hair off to the lab and do some DNA analysis on it, and and we can, if we get enough samples, we can actually do a population estimate. So you know we're trying to to keep an eye on or or, or be on the lookout for bears expanding into region mm-hmm. two.
0: What's the preliminary thoughts on that?
2: No uh, no hits last year. Okay, uh, and so far we still got a couple three weeks to run the, the sites this summer. Uh, and no hits this year, but we do get reports. Uh, we've got sites in Coffee County, Franklin County, and Macon County, and, but we, we have been getting some reports every now and then of, of people seeing bears.
0: Yeah. And they, and they, they swim pretty well. I've heard, I've heard people say, I've seen one swimming across this body of water or that body of water. And you think they get here by swimming sometimes too?
2: Well, I, I know they, you know, we, I guess it's probably been five or six years ago now. We had one come out of Region 3 or the Plateau. And and go all the way into Wilson County.
0: Okay, and, that's probably the one I heard about.
2: And then you know, crossed the lake, so it swam the lake, and then went back through Cannon County. You know, so wow. uh, made a big loop. He was just, uh, I guess, doing a walkabout or something, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You're> getting <laughs> his exercise. That's
1: what I hear is that uh, the young males will get pushed out of the the group by the mama. They will, and they start searching for their area.
2: And that and that's typically what we have. We have young males that are out just. Uh, seeing the countryside mm-hmm. you know uh, when you know when you start seeing there there's kind of like triggers when you start seeing several uh, mama bears with cubs then that that's another indication that that we're getting a few more bears than than uh we normally have had yeah so
1: and a lot of people think you know East Tennessee and they think bears are over in the Cherokee forest and that's pretty much it but Big South Fork is a little, little bit closer to us, and mm-hmm. that's just up on the plateau, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So and to have them come off the plateau is not a big stretch for. No, it's
2: not. It's really not. And and so far, typically, young males come, look around, and go back.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And when we're talking about bears, remember, don't feed them. Uh, nope. Try to stay back as far as you can. Let them, let them roam, and just let them go away. Uh, t- put up your dog food I mean that's a lot of stuff They talk about Mainly in East Tennessee Because they have a lot of problems With that kind of stuff But don't, even around here If you start seeing them Don't feed the bears And, and put up your food and, and put your trash away And that sort of thing Don't take selfies you know? yeah. No no <laughs> No selfies with the bear
2: These are wild animals yeah. yeah
0: They are wild animals And we do not
1: want to interact with them And getting close to them Actually Will make them feel threatened So mm-hmm. Don't You know Or they'll get used to you Observe and then them from a distance <laughs> And become yeah. a problem
0: Yeah Um uh, something else that I remember y'all mentioned were the, 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 the duck uh, drawings are oh, coming yeah, up soon. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. August 4th, uh, Duck Blind Drawing Day. Um, we've got, got, got about got a month
0: away. A little in bit, a little in Middle
2: Tennessee, uh, we've got uh, Old Hickory is always at the Wilson County Fairgrounds. That's a big one. It is. Uh, we'll have 1,000 to 1,200 people there. Uh, Cheatham. And, lake
1: and old hickory is looking really really good this year they got all the food in the ground <laughs> they told me they planted more area than they have in five years so uh, everything's been planted in row crop and it's looking great
2: we got michael and the guys got about 170 acres planted out there milo and corn uh, they still got about 30 acres of millet they're going to put out uh, we dodged a bullet about a week ago out at old hickory they had uh, between two and three inches of rain yeah uh, on, the, on the luck side, we had we had worked the ground up enough that a lot of that soaked in. Uh, we, there was a little bit of uh, damage to some of the corn, but but not enough to really uh, uh, even mention. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 looking good on on old hickory. So
0: a lot of good blind sites. Yeah, yeah. You know, most of them should be pretty productive.
2: Yes, uh, Cheatham, a little bit of a different story. We didn't dodge a bullet on Cheatham. Uh, Eric and the guys had roughly 130 acres or so planted, uh, primarily corn, and they had a big rain, and it it washed about 70 acres out.
1: They've been getting hit hard by rain this this early spring. you know,
2: It's how the path of that storm goes, Mm -hmm. and and Cheatham's received the brunt of it this year. Uh, So we're replanting their guys. I talked to Eric this morning. He's out there planting today. So, and most uh-huh. of these
1: places, a lot of people didn't understand. They go, "I see crops in farmers' fields." Well, those farmers' fields are designed to drain. What what we're planting most of the time is designed to hold water. So, you know, it's not it's not that uh, the work's not being done. These guys are doing double, sometimes triple the work to get yeah. food in the ground. So,
2: well, it, Old Hickory and, and Cheatham both Cheatham Lake are core land, and and so, you know, when the core acquired that property they acquired the floodplain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so those farmers properties that are off the floodplain drain on to our property right and so uh you know not only do we get rain we get runoff and, mm-hmm. and then we have to deal with it but uh, the other areas that we have haynes bottoms mm-hmm. uh, oh the, the cheatham duck blind drawing as always is at the the uh, check hey, station up on cheatham uh, WMA, the Haines Bottoms blind is there to at the shop at Haines Bottoms. AEDC blind drawing will be at uh, Morse Ferry Boat Ramp, mm-hmm. as always. The same sites as historically have been.
0: Yeah. And if you know, all that'll be on our website, information will be on our website. And and we're not leaving out other areas of state. Those duck blind drawings will be happening all yes. across the state. Yes. Uh, just so happens we're hitting Middle Tennessee today and highlighting that. But um, and, and now I'm. And-
1: drawing a blind does not mean that's the only place you can, only time you can hunt. There are places you can hunt in Tennessee without a blind. Um so don't think don't think just cuz I didn't go to a blind drawing I can't hunt. That you can hunt the upper end of Old Hickory. Uh is that right? Upper end above is the 109 bridge. Yep. Yeah. Um you can go in there and do a a hunt. Just throw out your decoys and find your spot, but uh the blinds are probably the biggest draw
2: they Mm -hmm. are they are because there's food in front of them Mm -hmm. yeah um
0: one thing we got a few more minutes or four or five more minutes here before we need to go but um i wanted to see what your thoughts were on this uh this velvet hunt that's coming up just just to remind people there's an early early deer hunt it's bow only on private land and uh we're calling it the velvet hunt because probably the deer are going to still be in velvet and uh so, just elaborate on that, and, and tell the folks at home kind of what happened. And I may be putting you on the spot, but commission meetings—they decided to do this, and yeah, and it's it's it is welcomed by a lot of people, but some people aren't very happy about it.
2: Well, it it, it uh, with a lot of the issues we deal with, we you know you're never going to make everybody happy. Some, right. some people right. like it; some people don't. Uh, August twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth is an antlered only archery hunt on private land. So that early in the season. There should still be uh, velvet on antlers. Mm-hmm. That's practically a whole month before opening day, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. The if if you harvest a, an antlered deer at that time, it does come off your statewide bag limit. It
0: applies to your yes. two, two two buck limit. That's
2: right. Mm-hmm. So you've you've got one of them then. So it it, it will you know it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, it will be.
0: And there are other states that do this, correct? Yeah,
2: Kentucky does it. I, I'm pretty sure. I think they mentioned that. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's uh, an early opportunity.
0: You think you it's know? going to have any effect on our deer populations? Or, I mean, some people say it's too early, or you know, and that kind of thing. You're taking out the best, the best bucks, and well, it's all speculation. It's I guess. all
2: opportunistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and since it comes, you know, since it applies to your statewide bag, uh, I don't think it's going to. We're going to be harvesting any more deer than, than right. normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know these you might be able to pattern these deer a little better uh that early right but you know it's going to be interesting to see um i think
0: it'll be fun i mean it's crossbow or compound bow
2: it's art yeah archery, archery.
0: so yeah. you know mm. hunting archery it's your opportunity to get out there a little early i mean you want to fight the heat and the ticks and yeah all oh, that that's part of, of it yeah. Yeah. yeah but even in uh, later sep- in september you know it's it's hot as well so uh you know you gotta deal with that just about anywhere uh <laughs> few more minutes, anything you wanna hit on before we head out.
1: I'm just looking forward to deer season starting myself. Yeah. I, I, I like fishing. About a month but, to plan. You know, people say it's too hot to deer hunt. Well, it's way too hot to fish right now too. So. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you tried fishing I'm this. i dreaming past, for fall.
0: Fourth uh, of July and didn't have any luck, so you just yeah. drove around the water and cooled off. Yeah. yeah. Well, Richard, we appreciate you coming no in. No problem. I enjoyed Always great to have you and, and your Uh, got a lot of information to share with us we're excited about what middle tennessee's got going on as far as on the wmas you know a lot of public land opportunity for hunters and anglers so good deal all right well we'll uh see y'all next time on tennessee wildcast over here each week thanks for watching on facebook thanks for listening on the radio and thanks for tuning into the podcast it's uh it's been fun doing this show and want to keep bringing it to you and keep bringing you all the information as much information as we can so Barry, thanks for jumping in and co-hosting today.
1: Just happy to be here. What were we talking about? Just so happy to be here. (laughs) Shout
2: out to Doug. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, Doug, we miss you, and uh, hope you have a happy retirement. So, anyway, we'll see you all next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Hey, it's all about Tennessee
2: wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.